Hello and welcome to Vice of Issues, the foul mouth spoilful comic book podcast where two f- comic fans and two non-comic fans talk about controversial comic books and comic book history. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. I'm Daryl. So we're back for our Captain Marvel Super Legacy Vember Spectacular. I thought he died. Well, now we got to talk about his legacy, like who came after Captain Marvel. And like I said, oh, you mean legacy? Yeah, legacy the character, Uh, which is part of Captain Marvel's overall legacy. Because like I mentioned before, there's seven Captain Marvels, and we're going to talk about three of them: one before she became Captain Marvel, and two of them as they became Captain Marvel. We're going to talk about my favorite Captain Marvel. So I just want to state just real quick: Do you guys feel like we, like the Earth needed a Captain Marvel after he died? Because I kind of don't. No, so that's, that's, so that's a very good point. And we're going to talk about um, next week. We'll t- they actually play on the joke that no one really needed Captain Marvel in, in the <laughs> comics because, like I said, these books always get canceled. Uh, no one ever buys them. Even now, no one's buying Captain Marvel. She's getting canceled. The books are, are not that good. Like, all it is is just this marketing push. Like, if Marvel was being not a capitalist piece of shit, they'll give the rights back to DC and, like, let, let it die. Like, because it's, it's... Why give it back to DC? Like, do they need Shazam to return to Captain Marvel? Well, they don't need it, but, like, they're the ones that did a better job of it. Like, everyone wants Shazam. No one gives a shit about DC's uh, Marvel's Captain Marvel. I'm pretty sure since Carol Danvers took over as Captain Marvel, just like, what, in like 2012 or 2013, yeah. she's had four different number ones. I think it's more than that, even. Wow. It might be That's... five at this point. It's because it's not an interesting character idea. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no, <laughs> no, no interesting power, and I guess I'll have to see what they do no, with like, I think Carol there, later. There is one of these Captain Marvels has an interesting power. Yes. And it's not done well yeah. in the issue that we read, at least. <laughs> yes. There's the problem for my part. I think one of the problems is there is no central core concept to the character. Originally, it was. Uh, what about Cree Man landing on Earth? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a good Boom, point. Like, got him. <laughs> you can distill Spider Man's essence into my uncle got shot. Like his powers are very condensed. Like he can climb walls like a spider. Shoot webs like. <laughs> How do I shot web? <laughs> That's definitely more. Spider Man's a lot more interesting than just like I fly well and sometimes I have lasers. Yeah. Sometimes I do I think don't. it's unfair to be like this character's bad because they're not as good as one of the greatest characters. No, but the ever thing made. is, like they always try to make Captain Marvel the next big thing, but like yeah. uh, you could tell even by these characters because there's no. There's... Uh, Death's Head Two is more better <laughs> and necessary. Is more better. <laughs> But one thing you will notice: there's very uh, sm- there's very little through line between all these interpretations. Yeah. Oh, yes. that is certainly true. So, so, like, there's, yeah. there's no concept carrying on. There's, like, I, I made it for like November, partly because there really is no like I see the Captain Marvel license. It's like always been half-assed. <laughs> it's always sly with the twist that he doesn't want to tell us about. Yeah. <laughs> see, I picked this idea because it's the opposite of what you thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Spring expectation, motherfuckers. <laughs> so we're gonna start with uh, Miss Marvel. So Miss Marvel is created. Wait, I thought we were reading Captain Marvel, not Miss Marvel. <laughs> All right, so this is why it's, this is why it's so fucking weird. So Miss Marvel was uh, Carol, Carol Danvers, we mentioned before in the last episode. She was uh, on um, Captain Marvel's the military base he hung out with as his secret identity. Uh, she got fired because uh, because <laughs> she couldn't figure out his identity. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, I don't know how many years, 1977, I don't know how many years from Captain Marvel's creation that was, but like, how many years later, they brought Carol Danvers back. They brought back uh, this random Captain Marvel secondary character, decided to make her the new lib movement heroine entire to the Spider-Man universe. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I, one thing I do want to say that Miss Marvel is actually a really interesting character yes. at the time because she was one of the first like real pushes for like a '70s women lib character. Yes, and she's actually named Miss Marvel after Miss Magazine. Mm. And it's she's it's I I have read a lot more modern Miss Marvel like around like the Civil War era, and I actually really really like that book a lot. But I've never read any of the classic stuff, and after this issue. I think that's okay. <laughs> the same thing about Ms. Marvel is uh, her being tied to Captain Marvel is super pointless and she's stronger on her own. She, later on, she makes identity more into her own thing. Like, it's like it's like a kind of a trivial yeah. note that she was Captain Marvel's spinoff. Like, she has, she mm-hmm. never, Captain Marvel shows up in the series once in this entire series. There's no series. I think that's why I like her later series better when it's not grounded in this, in yeah. like Captain Marvel stuff because she's basically this like old hero who retired for a while, fell into alcoholism and then like worked her way up over that. And then like got an insight into an alternate reality where she wasn't like a mess. Yeah. And then like was inspired by that to like get her shit together and become a superhero again. And like, that's a lot more interesting than just like, it's like Captain Marvel, but a lady. We'll get back to Carol uh, more fully later on. But um, this is just her in back when she was just, Captain Marvel, but a lady. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, on the cover, Miss Marvel, fabulous first issue. This female fights back. <laughs> yeah. And they say, pretty, since, pretty since Sly said about it being a Spider Man thing, it's like, at last, a bold new superheroine in the census stunning tradition of Spider Man. And they have all, uh, Peter so, Parker, still, J. Jonah Jameson, Mary Jane Watson's head floating around, uh, Miss Marvel flying around. Still and... sub- <laughs> subservient to the patriarchy. <laughs> 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 yeah, unfortunately. Okay, great. So, yeah, this is Miss Marvel number one, written by Jerry Conway, with art by John Buscema. This is, like, a very 70s Marvel creative team. Uh, Jerry Conway's the guy who killed off Gwen Stacy. He's one of the biggest Spider-Man writers of all time, so... Yeah, he also made The Punisher, everyone's favorite character, Firestorm. It's weird, because I feel like he was really channeling Stanley with this. Yeah, it it does feel very Stanley. But I also want to note real quick, uh, because they pointed out in, in in the letters pages about this, for a feminist hero... Uh, she wears uh, hot pants and a belly shirt. So, <laughs> yeah, she has uh, a yeah. midriff showing. So it's like okay. Yeah. Eventually, they get rid of the belly shirt and just have her just a full half outfit. But like, it's just funny to think about. So dumb. She's easy on the eyes, guys. So don't worry about liking feminism. Oh, <laughs> hey, it's a it's a it's a path in for some people. <laughs> and so the title of this issue is "This Woman, This Warrior." Like, like it reminded me of "This Man, This Monster." Yeah, yeah, they did a lot. Uh, yeah. Very Stanley. I remember a comic title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it starts out with a bank robbery happening, and these guys have pantyhose on their yeah. head, but it looks like they they're just have mummies. saran wrap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're shooting the cops too at the bank too. So it's like they're not just like running for it; they're like shooting people. Yeah, well, now you're gonna die. I told you to say that creeps, and Ms. Yeah. Ms. Marvel flies in. Yep, uh, they make it in. very clear right away. They're like, "Who's this? Some dame in a costume?" Yeah, they yeah. they lay on they lay it on really thick. They're like, "A woman could even a superhero woman couldn't pick up this car as we drive away." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "I like Whoop. that they they approach the thing that Phil always has a problem with, where it's like, how do people like not believe that there's all these superheroes?" Or this guy goes, like, he gets in the car to go away the thug and he goes, "This is New York, you bozo. Ain't you never seen a superhero before?" To his friend, yeah, and he says, "So she's strong. So what? Once I get in this car, started, ain't nobody gonna." And then she picks up the car, and it's like it's so dumb that they address where it's I like know. there's superheroes everywhere, but my car will get away, <laughs> and I'm gonna rob a bank in the middle of this city with and a thousand. <laughs> 
talking like in his pages now, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So we know. So 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 far we know that she can fly. She's super strong. And then she senses someone behind her with her seventh sense. Seventh so sense. So I guess that's one of her powers is that she has a seventh sense. Uh, just by the sense. Okay, it's just uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Spider sense. But then I was like, cosmic awareness. Yeah. Uh, but what's the sixth sense? Yeah. Uh, t- top of, they had, they, they, around this time, uh, they announced that human beings had the ability of telepathy. Rick Jones unlocked at some point. It's not, it's not what? worth getting into. <laughs> Who unlocked it? As Rick, Jones. Rick Jones. During the Kree Scroll War. Did being... you forget Captain Marvel's best friend? I remember already? him. I remember him. Rick James, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, humanity has a innate telepathy. I don't know if that's still canon anymore. But oh, that's still... canon in XCOM universe, so it's probably canon here too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. So okay. she beats up the, so... the dogs. Yeah, she beats them up and she keeps doing, you know, like, it's a lot of the dialogue is very much like, I've never seen strong women before. And then a a young girl in the crowd is watching and she's like, I want to be just like her when I grow up. And the mom is like, (gasps) (laughs) it's very, it's very drilled into your head that this is a woman's lip. Yeah, Yeah. there is a uh, little dig at DC here, I think, because they're like, I've seen tough, but that little lady makes Linda Carter look like olive oil. And Linda Carter was in the Wonder Woman TV show at this point. Yeah. So I think they're just like, hey, we have a better superhero in this. Just like they're doing right now with the movie Captain Marvel. Hey, uh, DC, we got Wonder Woman. We got this character no one knows named Captain Marvel. (laughs) Little girls are going to be like, I want to grow up and be like her. One thing I do want to say, I think that this is, especially in 1976, a great push for Marvel to have of like having young girls get inspired by superheroes. But having it be written by like an old white guy who's really heavy handed with it, that is what I'm mocking here. (laughs) Uh, The the old white guy, there's an asterisk in in his name in the credits and it says with more than a little aid and abetment from Carla Conway. So I doubt she wrote, I doubt she scripted the issue. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Aiden abetment. What does that mean here? Aiden abetted uh, <laughs> legally. So it, it cuts to an inside of a bank nearby. Uh, the Scorpion. Yeah. I hate his fucking outfit. Scorpion's robbing uh, <laughs> a, the bank. He was all distraction. All according to Kikaiku. All right. So this outfit yeah. is all green and like uh, stripes on it. Um, I love the Scorpion. Mm-hmm. I will not defend his costume. It's like a green mummy, but like his eyes are out. <laughs> yes. Especially yeah. for the Scorpion, it's funny that the costume's so dumb because his whole premise is that he's stuck in this dumb. Costume. Yes, I'm saying. That. I was saying I think like Phil you think it's dumb. Imagine you had to live like him. Like he's pissed off. Like, I have to live like this every day. Like, kill my fucking kill me, please. That's why he's pissed off in this whole comic. Um and then also I do love this. Not only did she just throw that car and stuff, but people in the streets are like, This is a publicity stunt. Uh this can't be real. Yeah. And then the no, cops I, I, and try to... No, I will defend they do this a lot of noise comics, and if this was before twenty sixteen, I would have not bought it. I really bought that people would be like, I see this thing for me, fake news. <laughs> no, not when there's like superheroes every day. This no, is but, just but, like but, so. But people are like, weird. superheroes are fake news later on. We'll see in Spider Man. I don't know. Uh, I feel like, not to get super dark, but like I heard two different people on the internet saying that the shooting this morning was a false flag and fake news. So, you know but what? No one and, who is there is like, it's a false flag. Like, imagine uh, being there. Uh, not in the 70s, guys. <laughs> okay. So then the cops I think try to... the head of its time, everybody. <laughs> the cops try to bring in from questioning, and she's like, see, I can fly. Yeah. And she leaves. And then she <laughs> goes cops. back to... Um, then it cuts to the Daily Bugle, and J. Jonah Jameson's like, yeah. we need pictures of her. And again, no, he's no, asking... No, no, the... Spider-Man, we need pictures of this woman. 
Yeah. yeah. Again, he's asking the superhero's secret identity to take pictures of the superhero. <laughs> but the twist here throughout this is that Carol Danvers does not actually know she's Captain Marvel. Because she passes out and then she becomes... Miss Marvel. Yes. Uh, Miss Marvel, excuse yeah, me. I wanna, very I, different, very different. I, I wanna bring different character, trademark, do not steal. Yeah. I want to bring that up real quick because that seems to be the plot of the movie. Uh, like in the movie, it seems really? like she's like, uh, I'm a Kree warrior, and then like I think I have memories of being human once. So it seems like they're kind of going with that premise, which I find funny because I I don't think there's anyone who's a loyalist to this particular era of Captain Marvel. <laughs> also, for for what it's worth, Jerry Conway, like I don't think it's handled very well in this issue, and then he just did kind of the exact same thing with Firestorm later, but way better. So <laughs> I that's Jerry that. Conway. <laughs> But so J. John Jameson lays it on so thick where he's like, so I need pictures of her, but not for the for our newspaper, for our women's magazine, you know, with like fashion and women careers and shopping. Diets, and, recipes. Yeah, and Carol Danvers is like, I'll be the editor for this job, but I'm not doing any of this bullshit. I'm going to write <laughs> yeah. real articles. And it's like, okay, okay. And then, we, and then she argues her salary and he's like, oh, it's 20000 She's like, 30, 22, 30. And she gets her thirty thousand, and he goes, "How oh, rump? Yeah. How can I argue with a woman? How can yep. I argue money with a woman?" And then <laughs> I don't think these characters matter. No, it's Peter, so. Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Uh, it's Spider Man. Peter Parker. Oh, he doesn't matter. Phil. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> but anyway, there's there's like how to sell this book to hype it up. That oh, yeah, look, that's being... the thing that Marvel did a lot. They introduced this new book, and then they're like, "But you know, you need a reason to buy it, so we put Spider Man and MJ." Yeah. In but we don't do any like consequences. Story besides, be like, we're also in the building with Cal Danvers. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, so while that's happening, um, Scorpion meets some monkey doctor yeah, in a the basement. Sc- yeah, the Scorpion goes to some basement. <laughs> I, I have a quick question about Carol. Do they explain why they hired an old army captain to be the editor of a magazine? She yes. wrote a book. She wrote, She became a writer after she got fired, uh, and now yeah. she, cause she has all the military secrets. And she's so she spy. wrote about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she has experience in the security field, and she wrote about her experiences as security officers. Yeah. And it's funny because she's a terrible one, but they still, still don't still know if that would translate to editing a Yes, I, I really think it's bullshit. Especially since apparently she's so demand that she could demand her salary to J. Jonah Jameson, who probably has way more talent lined up for him. Uh, this is the American dream, though, is you go out there and you get the job you want, like Carol did. It's so funny that she's just like, give me all this money. When, like, Spider-Man has been fighting with J. Jonah Jameson for money for decades. Well, that's like, she's a strong, she's like, I want more money. She's like, fine. Bullshit from yeah, strong, one. powerful woman, Ryan. <laughs> anyway, the Scorpion's <laughs> buying a secret death layer. Like, you can buy that from someone. Yeah. He goes, yeah. he's like, oh, here's the key. Uh, from the like, monkey here's doctor. A, so he robbed the bank to, uh, I think to buy. I think the disintegrator. He has a big laser on his head in the next issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kerwin Corman? <laughs> I'm the disintegrator. I sell real estate on the side. <laughs> In this uh, economy. Anyway, yeah. Carol Danvers is talking to Mary Jane. Uh, she's smoking Mary Jane, am I right? Oh, sorry. Uh, it's uh, actually the destructor. I got to get it right. Okay, destructor. Right. <laughs> she gets a really bad headache. She's like, but ever since, uh, you know, the past few weeks, I've been having these really terrible migraines. You, got, you better go. And at the same time, uh, the scorpion is kidnapping J. Jonah Jameson in the middle of uh, the city because he hates him so much. So J. Jonah Jameson, the Scorpion's backstory is that J. Jonah Jameson paid him to get put in this costume and go fight Spider-Man and then he got stuck in the costume forever so he just fucking hates J. <laughs> yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I feel uh, so bad for this guy actually. That's why I love uh, Scorpion because every, like, Every time the comics see somebody who would just be like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, I'm a mess, I'm, I'm a fucking wretch, uh, fucking mess. Like, it's always you a can relate. 
I'm a scorpion. It's me, my life. Yes. He flies trapped yeah. in his body. He, just he, like the scorpion. Out of all the comics you've read, he is actually the most sympathizable character. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and someone, as he's stealing away J. Jonah Jameson, someone in the street's like, what's he going to do to that man? And he, and he thinks to himself, if you only knew, Buster, you'd thank God you're not J. Jonah Jameson. Because of him, I'm a monster. Matt Gargan is dead. And J. Jonah Jameson is my murderer. And in this court, the penalty for murder is death. 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 I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like into this monologue. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, some other stuff happens where now Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel, fuck, is flying around the city saying, "My seventh sense warned me that James was gonna be kidnapped." Like while you are a different person, like Ryan's right. Ryan's right. The fucking this is cosmic awareness shit. Everyone had cosmic awareness. It, it is cosmic awareness. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird because I thought cosmic awareness only applied to yourself. Like she's seeing J. Jonah Jameson getting captured. Uh, I think this goes away after she stops being Miss Marvel. So I don't think it really matters that much. Yeah, I've never. I even like in the 2000 series, I don't remember her having a seventh sense. I just remember her being strong and drunk yeah. okay <laughs> and then uh the cops again show up to try to question her and she flies <laughs> yeah. away again they show up really fast like, like... they show up right to the bugle so they fly to that building and we got here just in time got all the way to the top of this 20-story building there's an apb out for her uh, well no for Marvel. what it's worth they they said like oh did you follow her in here and they said actually we we're following the scorpion oh i see yeah into and, this building and then they do it as of this dumb thing where she flies past carol denver's bedroom which is Shadowed and empty. Yeah, so they're just still yeah. pretending that this is a secret that, oh, this woman yeah. looks exactly like Carol Danvers but has a black mask on. Might not be Carol also, Danvers. Also, Carol Danvers is the character we're also following in this book. Yeah. Obviously, it is her. Yeah. Uh, then we go. We cut to this evil layer where J. John Jameson is dangling above a vat of acid. <laughs> Slowly being lowered into it as the scorpion tells him his life story. I, we get a really great slide things. panel here. Look at me! Look at me, I'm a freak! <laughs> uh, and they give some backstory of, like, you remember when you did this to me? Just, he really is like, I'll never feel love all because of you. Uh, I've heard Miss, this Miss Marvel, like, flies in here, and then yeah. she, like, has to bypass wait, all the wait, laser stuff. Wait, you missed the best line doctor. when he says, don't worry, Jonah, the liquid in that vat is acid. It won't kill you much. <laughs> uh, um, and this is, like, yeah, she just breaks in and fights them. It's very boring, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the only thing interesting that happens is, like, she, the whole time she's just like, I am a member of the Kree. I am a woman born. And, and the guy's like, you're crazy. You're a fucking human being. I can yeah, Scorpion's like, you're lying to me. You're not Kree. Yeah. And he's like, you don't even have an accent. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm wondering, like, what kind of accent do the Kree have? Yeah, I wonder that too. Uh, yeah, and she's like, uh, I am also have total amnesia. And Scorpion's like, you don't remember your past? Bunk. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty. It's actually pretty funny how they're like. He's like talking to her about her life. I, I like that like, she's telling this random expositive. villain about her life. Like I have no, no idea who I am. She's punching him, and he's like, "That's yeah. stupid. You're stupid." This As she's swinging him, she's saying, "I haven't once thought about my blackout spells or about my complete lack of memory. Maybe <laughs> I like while like, literally while they're fighting, she's yeah. like, whatever." And then she throws him into acid, and he melts again and burns. And yeah, it's like, he's, he's melting. Really yeah. fucked he's, up. He's, like, she, he's, it's so <laughs> tragic that she's like, "Oh my god, that poor man." As he's Running away, screaming yeah, in agony. Even she's like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> but then she doesn't think about it that long. Yeah, she just breaks Jonah Jameson out. That's it. Yeah, she's she's like, like, I'm Miss Marvel. No, then she tells Jonah Jameson, I've decided you can call me Miss Marvel. And Jonah's like, what? Yeah. And she's like, my costume ties me to Captain Marvel in a way I don't yet understand. Till I do understand, I'll need a name. And Miss Marvel is as good as any. 
Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, and the last, <laughs> and the last page is her like going to uh, Ginger Jameson, and she's like, "I wonder who Miss Marvel is. Am I? Who, who the fuck is Miss Marvel? What's happening to my black cat? This is such a great mystery. I wonder if readers uh, will figure this out after the first five pages." <laughs> I do love it, and she even says, "Wow, when she mentioned Miss Marvel, now I felt a weird chill, as though someone had stepped on my grave." <laughs> <laughs> and when she gets to the uh, Daily Bugle as Miss Marvel, she's like, "Why does this place seem so familiar? Yeah, it's, it's so so heavy handed." Yeah, I really, yeah. So, uh, speaking of Spider-Man, we're going to get to the other, the second Captain Marvel. Wait, wait, as I, I have an interesting tidbit. So I was like, how is, like, how does she have these powers? How is she related to Captain Marvel? And it's the next issue yes. that reveals how she's related. <laughs> it's, it's that an alien machine exploded while Captain Marvel was holding Carol Danvers <laughs> And it, like, burst his radiation onto her? It's exactly oh. how Superman got back his powers of returned Superman when the Radicator <laughs> got radiation shot through him and oh, yes. it went into uh, Superman. It's exactly how Spider-Man killed Mary Jane. <laughs> exactly. He, 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 yeah, his radiation burst into her. <laughs> so, uh, it, was, it was so... Uh, it's just so dumb. Yes, don't, and like, it's funny because... Yes. <laughs> she tells it to like a hypnotist, and the whole time the hypnotist is like, "She's crazy. Like, how is she related to this woman that just showed up?" Yeah, I, f- I find it funny because I feel bad for the writers of the movie because they have to try to incorporate her backstory when her backstory is n- never the reason why anyone gives a shit about Miss Marvel. Like this yeah. is like this is not the reason why people like Carol. Yeah. But moving on, um, uh, we're going into the second Captain Marvel, which is not C- Carol. It is yeah. Oh. So we're jumping into Amazing. Spider-Man. Oh, Rick Jones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rick Jones. We're jumping into Amazing Spider-Man Annual 16 from 1982. This is Roger Stern and both John Romita Jr. and John Romita Sr. Mm. And uh, yeah, I've actually I had read this earlier. And it's fun fact: Monica Rambeau is my favorite Captain Marvel. Well, we're going to my favorite Captain Marvel right after this, but I, I do like Monica as well. Oh no! Yes. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Yes. <laughs> my my favorite is dead. Yeah, yeah, my favorite is that one. So this is this is uh, once again tying Captain Marvel to Spider-Man in a weird way. It's not a very natural fit, in my opinion. But whatever. No, and also I think this issue is incredibly boring. This intro is so weird. Yes. This is also fifty pages, so it's boring and it's long. Yes. Boring. It like never ends. So the, the, the reason why I uh, it's, it's one of those weird comics where it, all it is is to hype up another character, and we have another example mm-hmm. of it right after this one. But um, it's 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 a Spider-Man annual, but it's just here to hype up the new Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, who is a black cop from Louisiana. Who's that lady? New Orleans. Who's that lady? That's the title of the book. The and the only reason Spider-Man's here is just to follow around because he's walking. Oh my god! And it's it's the worst possible way because he's like he sees her and he's like, wow, she's stunning. And he's like, I better follow her because I've never seen like anyone as attract an yeah. out and out beauty before. <laughs> and he like, even he my- literally has an appointment that he has to make, and he's like, yeah, it's I'd like, rather want to follow her because she's beautiful. To yeah, be fair, she's, she's it's, he's, he is getting a spider sense tingle from her, but it is very creepy. That's but a boner. Three slide. different times he talks about how attractive she. Yes. Check out this lovely also, lady. Uh, uh, you know what line hasn't aged well? Uh, I better check out this lovely lady from a dist- from a discreet distance, of course. Don't want her to think I'm some sort of pervert. <laughs> that is like <laughs> I the better follow her, but not to get be fair caught. to Peter Parker here. This is how Don't. this is how Roger Stern wrote every character. Like he made Monica Rambeau into a Mary Sue. People always argue about that term. Uh, I read mm-hmm. Avengers vs. X-Men, which has Monica in it, and like Magneto and like Wolverine, every other character would be like, hey, it's Luke Captain Marvel. She's so pretty. She's so cool. Every character does that. Like, <laughs> it's very over the top. Like, also, you're telling me you wouldn't hang from walls and watch Pretty Women? I would, but that's. Yeah. I, I expect better <laughs> but people. Sly's not a hero. Sly's a villain. Sly would be the scorpion <laughs> hanging from his tail. 
I think it's more. I think it's more. I'm just saying. It's more, I think it's more product of Roger Stern trying to hype up how cool and sexy and like great this character is. <laughs> what moves the story forward is that she starts walking down a bad district, and Spider-Man's like, "Oh, I better follow her because New Yorkers know better than to stroll through this neighborhood." And I. I yeah, to, no, to prove what a, he's what not a, like, sexist. kind of, like, shit world with, like, 200 superheroes appearing, like, every day. You still have streets that people are guaranteed to get robbed Well, to be, to be, like, that's another... This is, like, 80s. Yeah, this York, is... Because, like, it's always a question of how much you reflect, like, the logical progression and how much you want to reflect the real world. Because it's supposed to be still the mm-hmm. real world as with superheroes and not, like, this futuristic cyber future... Like, uh, I, I just still love the idea that Peter Parker sees her walking down the street and he's like, oh, she's definitely going to get mugged. They better stop it, her. It's it, like, you could, you got to fix this street and people are getting robbed in broad daylight. I buy into this, like, your argument, Daryl, because Phil says this all the time. Like, if you lived in Marvel, New York City with the, <laughs> yeah. with the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, Spider-Man, Daredevil, all these heroes, why would you do crime? Yeah, the Giuliani <laughs> wouldn't have been the one yeah, to, but, <laughs> yeah, but, to work on this. But that this is like a, a problem we've come up with, like, after the fact. Like, this, the point wasn't to be like, let's create a logical world. The point is to have a wish fulfillment. Like, what if superheroes are real? Yeah, cool. yeah but the, the, in this world, there is the Fantastic Four and the Avengers and everyone in it. And they're all kind of just, like, sitting around not doing much. I'm, I'm, no, they explain that uh, Fantastic you're Four all, is on Hollywood. You're going to pick everything with me for the rest of time now. <laughs> okay. Lex wins. Anyway. You explain that Fantastic Four is on anniversary, which is important later on because... They can't help Monica for a problem. Yeah, so uh, Spider-Man goes to help her with these muggers, but she's she can fight herself. Spider-Man goes to try mm-hmm. to tap her on the shoulder, and she zaps him because she thinks he's another mugger. She doesn't even look behind her. Like She's like, I'm going to obliterate the next person I see with my fucking <laughs> solar powers. For what it's worth there, though, a bunch of guys just grabbed her and all pulled out knives. If somebody ta- like grabbed my shoulder, I would do that, too. She's I, I know, but like, it, life. I know, but it's like she is super fucking lucky she's not a murderer right now. Like... <laughs> like, good luck. Like I mean, she luck. didn't zap him that hard, I guess, right? But Spider Man, no, she says I could have killed him. Yeah, and, and Spider Man, and Spider Man's super strong. Spider Man has super I, I feel like a bunch of muggers that are like hitting on, and they say like, "You're so pretty, we're gonna cut you up." I feel like yeah. they, they, she could kill them. That's okay. They were, they weren't willing to go that far. They, they just have her just knock him out for now. Uh, but yeah. and since she puts on her disco costume after Spider Man's knocked out. Uh, looks like a disco costume because it's white and black with like pirate boots on, and it's very like loose. Yeah, like like it's uh like there's just a lot of like hanging fabric all over it. It's not. She has like weird like wings between the the wrists yes. of her a very very pointless thing to her back. Very pointless wings because she turns into energy as she flies. It's not like to uh, improve, <laughs> yeah. improve yeah. her. So her powers are basically she turns into energy. Like it's very like o- overpowered power, and it freaks out Spider Man because in a second she's able to fly over to like the Empire State Building. And uh, like in the blink of an eye, and while she's on the Empire State Building, she flags back to when she was a cop in Louisiana. They wouldn't give her the rank of captain because she's a woman. Uh, so she's like, "Fuck this." And uh, what was funny is like because she becomes Captain Marvel. I didn't piece, piece it together that's like we're not gonna let you be captain, and then she eventually becomes yeah, it. But the story no, does she, spell she it does out. She does become at, a captain of that boat. That's what I'm saying. The story tells <laughs> spells it out at one point where it's just like I don't need to be captain anymore because I'm my own captain. I'm like, Captain Marvel. Subtle. Yeah, <laughs> and so it turns out like this professor uh, that was friends of her grandfather. Oh. Like, found a way to create like, create, like, energy from another dimension or some... some he kind of... really just shows up and is like, hey, here. Yeah, I, I knew your grandfather. I, I'm a scientist that made a big machine that makes a giant portal of energy to another universe. <laughs> he, he gave it... The fucking scientist gave it to a fucking dictator, and the dictator wants to use for evil. Wow, shock. 
Yeah, the scientist is like, what have I done? Yeah, and then she's like, I will help you. I'm, I'm me, this lone cop, will help you stop this dictator. And they go in the yeah. boat, and he keeps calling the Capitan, and he's like, we, oui, mon Capitan, to her. And she's like, oh, I'm not She's like fucking Coast Guard, too. She's, she's like, <laughs> and she's like, I'm just gonna, yeah, by myself, go investigate this oil rig. And as she gets there, there's just a thousand guys with, like, future helmets and guns. No, but she has a master plan. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, I'm just gonna go in. Her master plan is to get into her bikini and to make them all go, wow, look at those gams. Uh, not only that, so she gets she goes to this military base and she's in a bikini and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna sunbathe here," and they go, "Caramba!" <laughs> <laughs> and so everyone's like, "Wow, those gams!" And they let her on the boat. And uh, the character is like, I, uh, "Your gams gives you permission to enter my boat, my private security boat." And uh, then uh, uh, alarm goes off, and all of a sudden he starts saying, "You must have caused this, you fucking." While they're having a picnic on the <laughs> yeah. helipad. Yeah, you trial up, you've ruined my fucking plans, and they find out. <laughs> Uh, the scientist was trying to break in while she was distracting them. <laughs> I love that. Just this poor, feeble old man. He's like, I'll do it myself. Yeah. He gets caught. And as soon as she arrives, he like he calls her out to He's like, forgive me, Monica. <laughs> yeah. And the dictator's like, oh, so you were in on it. Yeah, so then uh, should I, the dictator created an energy screen to guard the radiation. Guys, from the I don't think this is the dictator. I'm sorry to say. It's, this, is, this is the old old man scientist's uh, apprentice that is working oh. for the dictator. Oh, oh okay. okay. Good for calculation because I, I didn't pay enough to pay attention. Yeah, to it definitely matters. This guy definitely exists in other issues. Yeah. So <laughs> he must. Uh, He's Dr. Picaro. So, Mo- <laughs> so Monica breaks free and destroys the screen and lets out all the energy to try a screen. It looks like a, like a fucking screen door, too. It like. does. Yeah, it really does. This is so weird because the she gets teleported away in a beam of light. She gets teleported away to like a clothes warehouse just so she can pick up her costume and teleport back. Yeah. And save, she saves everyone. Uh, she saves the, 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 the scientist from the, the dictator guy because uh, mm-hmm. the guy's trying to keep shooting, keep shooting the scientists over and over again. And she keeps blocking the bullets. I love that she stops to design a costume in this warehouse. Yes, yeah. real <laughs> quick. So good. While, while this guy's getting shot, this poor scientist is getting shot. But maybe <laughs> if I combine parts of a couple of outfits, I'll come up with something decent enough to be seen in. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah, and uh, the scientist, as, as, as she's rescuing the scientists and all the other people by teleporting them to, to the shore. The, the scientist keeps calling her Cap- Capitan, and uh, I forget, I don't know what the nationality are. There's some kind of Hispanic nationality, I'm assuming. And they're yeah, like. Ca- Capitan Es Maravilla, which is like, she's a marvelous captain. Yeah, Capitan Es Maravilla! Captain Es Maravilla! <laughs> yeah. And now on this paper it says, Captain Marvel saves a boat. Uh, uh. Who is Captain Marvel and stuff like that? And uh, so she tell, so the scientist gives her this new paper revealing this the day after. And he gives her back her, her costume. Like she she she's she like ditched it after that one day. She put it together in lieu of saving people. She ditched it, I guess. But this time it's a copy fabricated from unstable molecules. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, no, I'll travel with you and stuff. No, this this is a slight aside, but I was just thinking how like in this world, in this Marvel universe, I'm pretty sure I would ban scientists from working. Yeah, you probably you probably <laughs> should. You probably should. Because they keep this guy made a dimensional like she had the closest energy gate that was gonna destroy the entire universe. Yeah, every and scientist like, in Marvel has the ability to destroy the universe. Everyone. This guy literally yeah. and the, the two of them, the old scientist and this guy, 
made this yeah. in some dictator's like third world country lab like yeah like with so whatever resources they had was enough to just open a gate to another dimension like <laughs> yeah. like how could every country in the world not be developing these world ending weapons that's what i'm saying you, maybe you that's where they are <laughs> you can't think too hard from this because this is just pulp like fantasy stuff like yeah, yeah. yeah. like now they're now like the movies and stuff they're trying to make it more consistent and stuff but like they didn't have the concern back then it was just like what if something's yeah. real and what if like yeah what if one scientist could make a world destroying yeah. weapon uh, have you heard of Oppenheimer, Daryl? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. So she hands in her ba- badge, to, and she's, I'm captain myself, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And that ends the flashback. So that kind of ends the relevant parts of this issue. The rest of the issue is pretty much Spider-Man chasing after Captain Marvel, because it shows that she's about to explode because she doesn't have control powers. And at one point, they have like this whole filler section where he goes up to the top of the Empire State Building to see her, and she was looking through one of those, the eye... <laughs> I don't know what that thing is. The look Those like, binoculars? Yeah. yeah and then it closes and Spider-Man needs to know what she's looking at, but he doesn't have a quarter and he has to talk to this kid about a quarter and the kid's like stand on the wall. And I was just like, you are wasting my time with this. Well, I, yeah. First, first <laughs> the kid's like, you're not really Spider-Man. My dad says that's fake news. <laughs> yeah. Another precursor <laughs> to the modern age. Yeah. And then he's just like, yeah, prove it. And that's when he climbs up the wall and it's, oh, it's so <laughs> It's long. just, it's oh, such a way, it's definitely here to pad out the rest of the issue to make it feel like you really got your money's worth from this and the rest of the issue is filler already like yes all it is it, like, yeah. it's gonna be over the only reason why it drags out so long is because spider-man thinks she's a bad guy now because she's about to explode mm-hmm. and the thing's like you're an idiot but before the, like she goes to the thing and says i'm about to explode uh, help me yeah where's like, Reed? <laughs> yeah but the, the reason i hear go to avengers and then when she when shows to avengers um so the only thing that i like about the scene is Ben, she's like, oh, I'm Captain Marvel. And Ben's like, not unless he came back from the dead. Uh, Marv died months ago, and he was a blonde. And then she's just like, oh, there was another Captain Marvel? I didn't know. I'm so sorry. And he's like, eh, don't worry about it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so she goes to Avengers. She short-circuits Iron Man by accident. And then Spider-Man, has, Spider-Man uh, attacks her and knocks her out, and she's about to explode. So I mean, like, you fucking idiot, Spider-Man. I have a real <laughs> quick question. At one point, Jarvis, the butler of the Avengers, says, I don't like to trust this spider person i'm like wasn't yeah. spider-man around for a while uh, now with the movies and stuff take for granted spider-man enjoys the avengers and stuff like that for the longest time he's always a loner and no one knew what his deal but was he's always wasn't got- he like oh okay because i was like is was he around since uh, like so long ago he was he was around but like no one ever like really talked to him like he's always kept himself mm. yeah and so uh also jarvis by the way calls um Ron Monica Trollop. Seamus Trollop, the other Avengers out, let's attack going unanswered, and she goes, he goes to Spider-Man, and I said, yeah. beat up that Trollop, Spider-Man. <laughs> and uh, so then uh, Iron Man has to try to jury-rig uh, thing to try to stop her from overloading. She joins the Avengers, Spider-Man goes back to his appointment. Oh, so boring. Yeah, so God, boring, yeah, and I'm that ends the issue, doesn't matter. Let's get move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says. <laughs> Captain Esma Vida. <laughs> so, uh, Monica was never popular enough to get her own series, but she did have a few one-shots, Including the one we're talking about next, which was after she already was like on the outs as Captain Marvel, because the next Captain Marvel was already created, and uh, she <laughs> she was already depowered at this point. Like she could no longer turn into uh, energy anymore. Now she could only emit energy. So she uh, it was, she basically strained her powers after an event, and she basically kind of semi-retired. And it's mm-hmm. like a, a like a side story during that semi-retirement. Yeah. So this is by Dwayne McDuffie and. Uh... Some 90s That's guy. That's like 90s art, yeah. <laughs> it's very 90s art. M.D. Bright. Yeah, M.D. Bright. This is the 90s stuff now. This is like 95. Yeah. 94, I think this one. Yeah. Dwayne McDuffie was one of like the uh, most prominent black uh, uh, writers, especially at this time when there wasn't that many. Mm. Uh, you, you probably know him best because he created Static Shock. Oh. He, 
he created yeah. he created a whole slew of black characters for DC. Uh, and he, so he was like the only like per- person pushing like black heroes in comics. Which so it's interesting that there's all these actual they have no they don't censor slurs or do any dancing around the issue they say slurs like yeah they say yeah the, they, I was really surprised they say the n word but like I, I guess because it's a black well they, guy they blur it out but they could they no do. they say they say the, they say the female they, version they, of the n word yeah they do okay so this is Captain Marvel volume two issue two or something mm-hmm. I don't know it's from February ninety four and so it starts with there's these two Chinese uh, college students running from. These like bald purple guys with energy spears, yep. chasing them. And the thing that immediately stood out to me is they're using like real racial slurs in this book. Uh-huh. Yes, real ones. And they're calling them like Jap parasites and all these other horrible things. And like they run to escape. And this is when Monica shows up and like blasts them and saves these people. And they're like, I don't even know why they were coming after us. They kept yelling that we're Japanese, but we're Chinese. Yeah, and these and... guys even like yell when she's going to like fight them too. They're, they ask, why are you protecting these Japs? After all, they hurt black folks, too, trying to buy up the country, taking all the university spaces away from average students. And so they're, they're fighting. And meanwhile, like he as they're fighting, he keeps saying, like, I, it figures that you're still fighting. Your kind is always ignorant of the way things are. That's why you're so easily conquered and enslaved. Like, it's not. There's no beating around the bush. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, there's no dog whistles. <laughs> Yeah, there's no dog whistles here. She still has, like, the energy powers, and she, like, there's some cool artifacts where she, like, uses this, like, energy beam from her eyes, mm-hmm. and it, like, to super charges heat, up his yeah, staff. Yeah, his staff so that yeah. he lets yeah, go Yeah, she microwave radiations his staff so they conducts, mm-hmm. and then he fries him. Yeah. yeah, and then she knocks them out, and the cops come and arrest them, and they're just, like, guys in costumes. White and, guys in costumes. And, and, yeah. and one of the guys, White the, guy, the, the Asian guy that was attacked saying, this doesn't this make no sense. Uh... We're Chinese, not Japanese, and this girl is like, "That's so stupid to say." So stupid. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. a somewhat inane comment. And then yeah. Monica goes, "This attack had an inane motivation." Ah, pretty good. And they're like, "This happens all the time lately." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, because it's yeah. not just it's not just like someone writing a slur on the bathroom stall. Like they're yeah, using energy stabs <laughs> and like attempted murder. And like they're, and also, they're really powerful. Like, do, do, you guys are saying, "Oh, why isn't?" Things upgrading to go along superheroes. They do uh, talk about here how now she, Monica says, I never fight regular hoops anymore. Everyone has like energy beams and like energy yeah. armor now. But she's also su- surprised that this kind of ignorance exists on a college campus. <laughs> and the reason why I bring that up is because I feel like that's still such a big thing now. It's like these college campuses. So liberal. You know, yeah. But then she goes back to her apartment. And when she lands there, there's a special agent, Derek Freeman, there from the FBI. And he's like, I already know who you are. You're Monica, so we could cut this whole secret identity thing. Did you thing. investigate Martin Luther King Jr. like the FBI did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I like to acknowledge that uh, like Monica's like, I will never help the FBI. Fuck yeah. you. And the guy's like, no, no, FBI's different now. He's black. And she's like, I don't like the idea of blacks working for the FBI and spying on other blacks. You can leave. Yeah, he asks her to spy on a guy named Washington Raymond, mm-hmm. who... He, he's a black he leader is, of. Uh, he, he's a, a black leader on campus. He's a poli sci major. He's an activist and a student counselor. And she says, No, I don't like the idea of blacks working for the FBI, spying on other blacks. You can leave now. And he goes, No, I don't want you to spy. He's my nephew, and I feel like he's in danger. So this is why I didn't go through the proper channels. I'm asking you to help him out. Mm-hmm. And we should also uh, quickly mention that Ray, the race she's going to follow, is Rocket Racer, <laughs> who is a, a spy man. 
like ally who rides around on the rocket skateboard. <laughs> cool, nice. Rocket racer. <laughs> Unfortunately, he never wears the fucking rocket racer costume. It's so disappointing. <laughs> uh, I think that makes this issue a lot better. But so he, he's he explains that the the racially motivated attacks on the ESU campus have been escalating. And he said he's trying to form a coalition, Ray is, between campus minority organizations and organize a night patrol to protect students from attacks. Mm -hmm. Violence motivated by race, sex, or sexual orientation is a steadily growing problem nationwide. But it's not really an FBI problem. But now we see they have all these energy beams, so we're getting more involved. And since you stopped it, we, you know, I'd like you to take point on it. So he gives her a book about the people that are backing them and giving them the energy beams, the sons of the serpents. And she reads up on it and she goes, you know what? I'm just going to go right to the source. And she goes to the Avengers and asks, because she was on the Avengers for a long time. When Roger, Rod, Roger Stone, Roger Stern wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roger, Roger Stone, uh, my favorite book. Avengers writer. <laughs> That's where all the fake news stuff came from in last issue. <laughs> This is yeah. kind of just a quick scene of just her going and researching, and she's like, oh, they're just these white supremacists. I don't get their name, because they were talking about how the serpent led uh, man into sin, like, in, uh -huh. in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. But, like, why? They're the sons of the serpent. That's their name. But why? Why? Because they're the sons of people that got in bed with different minorities and stuff, I guess. Oh, yeah, because they're all, like, children of minorities. They're, all, they're, 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 like, resentful of their minority heritage and later on. We'll... I don't know why they call oh, themselves the Sons okay. of the Serpents. They're, like, Sons of Man that, like, ref... whatever. 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 It's a stupid name. I, I think because Serpent is... Yeah. Uh, serpent is such a... Like, there's there's so many Serpent-based Captain Marvel, Captain America villains. Like, it's a very traditional go-to move. It has mm -hmm. Serpents be whatever. the bad guy motif. Stupid name. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. But Cap basically says, like, you know, we'd love to help you out. And she goes, no, I think I got it, but I'll call you if I need anybody. And then, you know... Come join the Avengers because your book's probably going to get canceled. <laughs> and <laughs> then she – so she goes on campus. She meets Ray, and he explains that the the like minority lounge and his groups have been under, like, extra attack lately. The uh, In a recent issue of Spider-Man, the Afro-American Afro Studies building was blown up by a bunch of skinheads. And they meet another activist group, and there's a rally – for white people fight for your but rights none of these white yeah. people like they all have the fucking like the purple the, the all dress up in serpent the purple with like the fangs and the green gloves and the, and the energy and staff. Staff. like where are the cops <laughs> not all of them some of them are just regular white oh people. yeah there are oh, some yeah. in the back well, there are people there, there are people with weapons on this doing this it's not a peaceful protest like where are the cops yeah and they're chanting they're brothers unite fight and for they immediately what's start white. shooting yeah. energy plasma guns at the crowd and it's like and, but but even before that, when they're still expositing about this, uh, she just she points out that they're not just attacking like this, you know, his group. There's also been gay bashing. Mm -hmm. There's been beatings of leaders in the Asian, Black, and Jewish communities. Yeah. They're white supremacists. <laughs> yeah, they're white supremacists. And I just want to point out when you say where are the cops, I've seen recently a bunch of white supremacists rallies, AR-15s on their backs, and the cops the don't cops, stop them. The cops so... are there so that if they use them, they would. Yeah, the yeah, cops are, even, as they start energy blasting, it's like, this is no one. Like the, I don't know. Just saying, on college campuses, hate groups being escalating violence and not being stopped by the cops doesn't seem that outrageous to me. These, these, they're holding up signs. One of the signs says, it was the serpent who defiled Eden. Yeah. And another sign says, snakes go home. Back to Europe. <laughs> like, no steppy, huh? snakes go home. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, is that where they were from? But they're the... <laughs> They're the sons of the... Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's but they're chanting, Brothers Unite, Fight for What's White. 
Yeah, and, and then uh, and then we have the minorities yelling at them, saying, calling them Nazi thugs, which I enjoyed, and you're in the r- wrong time and place for this shit. <laughs> and racist scum. <laughs> yeah, and so then as it escalates, Monica shows up as a superhero. Yeah. They fight, it's a short fight. They, they fight, yeah, they fight for a while. The, and it's, the Sons it's of the Serpents a... escalated, just for details. Yep. yep. And then one of them turns into a fucking news monster. Uh... <laughs> With a little swastika next to his cheek. Yeah. yeah, so this guy w- was from, uh, uh, I mentioned Red Racer because this was a Spider-Man comic where Spider-Man teamed the Red Racer to fight this villain called Skinhead, who is an ooze monster Speaking with a Nazi of tattoo. names that are great, like the, the Sons of the Serpent, we also have Skinhead. Yes. <laughs> so now Monica Rupert and Bo fights Skinhead, the ooze monster. Yeah, and she gets she gets smashed like real far away, and she's like, "I gotta figure out what the deal is." By the time she goes back, he's already gone, mm-hmm. and again, much like the last issue, the cops are like, "I need a full report." And she's like, "I gotta no, go." But she actually <laughs> she does get info from this from Ray. Turns out that Ray, yeah. like like uh, you guys said, he's like, "Wait, cops, I'm uh, let me talk. I'm Rocket Racer. I have some information and." Uh, one thing I just want to point out, I don't know why this amused me so much, but he starts expositing and she pulls out in a little uh, pulls out a little <laughs> carton of orange juice and starts drinking it. <laughs> yeah. But he explains that he had fought Skinhead earlier. And then he knows who he is, so Monica goes to visit the guy's dad, who's a rabbi. And he's like, uh, my pride in our heritage made Eddie feel like an outcast. And now he hates himself. He's like a self-hating uh, Jewish Jew, kid. Yeah. yeah, who he's now skinhead. And Monica gives the speech. She quotes. I wish they told me which poet it was. <laughs> it, but it, she, it does. No, it does. It's. Oh, um, does it? And then yeah, the yeah, title yeah. page, I think, it is Audrey Lord. Yeah, oh, okay. Audrey Lord. So it's it, she reads a poem by an African American lesbian poet about how like you know I've already always been told that I'm either too black or not black enough or too much a woman or not a woman enough and through the lips and through my lips come the voices of the ghosts of our ancestors living and moving among us and I really like this sentiment because like it reminds me a lot of like when Obama was too black and not black enough as a president mm-hmm. like I feel like this is a really like important theme that I, I really like for Monica's character as like this black and, legacy and hero. She specifically says that no one should have to be ashamed of their culture or in large part who they are. Yeah. And she's like, let's see if we can help your son find his way. Let's work on it together. Mm-hmm. So her and his dad go back to the campus and Ray is planning a counter rally against the like big hate rally. And Monica's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. That's going to, mm-hmm. that's irresponsible and dangerous. It's going to escalate it. And he's like, no, you just handle the supervillain. We'll handle the rest. But it's important to stand up against these guys. And they had, they actually have uh, all the white, all white frats joining them too now. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's literally like everyone versus. You're building these an inter- intersectional coalition against white supremacists. Yes. Yeah. And so then at this point, Skinhead bursts out as this big like rubber monster. Wait. <laughs> sorry, yes. sorry to go back to this, but I was so on board with this comic because I, I, it, there are a lot of good parallels to modern times right now. Mm-hmm. Up until this point where they, they get together and this rally, like it looks like they are going to fight. But then the leader of the of the minority students is like, I'm, we're not coming here to fight. Uh, none of us did. We've all got different ad- agendas and God knows we all have problems with each other now and again. But it's like you guys are the ones that are the problem. It's like you guys... You guys got to knock off with the hate. And then they just have 
some of the the sons of the serpent just like take off the rest you're like yeah we're out of here like you're you can just talk reason into the white supremacist it's it seems like, to be everyone well, except for skinhead everyone but skinhead yeah they're the like i'm done being racist sorry yeah i don't like that part either <laughs> i feel like yeah, this would have worked better if it was right after he turned into a big glob monster because then i even like if i was in potentially group, but even that gets a bit down into that, like that magical not topical where you yeah. need yeah. like some it's, crazy it's thing the message with, with comic bullshit too much like definitely yeah so, so then so skinhead's dad is like please you know uh we're as scared as you are you've lost yourself within the hate please come out and then uh-huh. skinhead like the guy comes out and he's like i'm sorry I- i'll renounce my nazism but then the blob <laughs> is like i'm still sentient they, yeah like, i embody monica. your hatred i won't let you go and, yeah and then monica, monica, uh, I-, I guess it's symbolic she destroys his hatred for him <laughs> yeah. Destroying the Uzi monster. yeah he destroys it and then they are they're like you know today's today's alliances will evaporate but the struggle will remain and he does give a speech that like just because we beat the big monster doesn't mean that it's over you know but we do nobody leaves here unchanged hopefully this is the first step once the ball starts rolling it's easier to keep moving we'll keep an eye on ourselves face up to our inadequacies and not blame our failures on others and he says hate consumes the hater and hated equally which i also disagree with no that is that is a martin luther king sentiment that uh when you live in hatred it 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 fucks up your brain too like no i agree that it it definitely destroys you but it's like the person that's getting hated is like they're always also just bad yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I didn't take it that way. Like, or I, both I sides suffer. Get... Whereas, yeah, I, I, t- I took it. I took it Martin Luther King way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I totally understand. I, I relate to like that. That the hatred is just going to eat at you. Because this book is very clearly that the counter protesters are right and the Nazis are bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, and and I really this issue really caught me off guard because then I was like, oh, it's a '90s Captain Marvel issue. Let's see. I don't know. And then I was like, oh, this is like, I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. One, and touch, then... one touch I like uh, really is that at the end she tra- uh, Mar- Monica. After they, 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 it seems like they won, she tries to hate, shake Skinhead's uh, hand, and he just walks away. And she's like, I guess we'll have to work up to that, huh? Which I think is one of the few nice, oh, subtle touches at the yeah, end. I, I didn't like, even I that see too, that. That's, that yeah, is really like, good. He's not, he's that not, is really not good. I like now. that. Especially yeah, yeah. after Ray's speech of like, see, you know, we're both part of this. We can do this together. And then the Skinhead's still an asshole. Because yeah. I, I was so concerned that it was just like brushing over. It's like, just talk to racists, and then everything will be okay. But that is a really good ending to end it on. It's yeah. like the, the guy who's literally skinhead and has a swastika carved in his eyes like no <laughs> yeah so like, uh monica's yeah. great so let's go back to another white male captain marvel <laughs> well the yeah. best captain marvel in my opinion uh sly why do you say that uh we'll get to like next ne- next episode more <laughs> oh god uh, we have more of legacy to read yes <laughs> i just want to really... say before people tell us the reason why monica's my favorite is because of next wave which is something we have to do at some point on the show so i'm not going to get into it now I-, I want i want to do next wave but like that is too much to do just for as part of a captain Marvel yeah bit. that's like, a whole that's... thing that would yes. be wonderful okay. to do but yeah if you want to know why monica is a good character go read uh warren warren else's next uh-huh. wave yes all right, so this is Silver Surfer. It's another like annual. And Gambit, right? Is that Gambit over there? Oh. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Legacy, the character whose name is Legacy. It's annual number six from 1993. He's fucking Gambit. He's Gambit. He's Gambit with, with Captain Marvel's colors. When you showed me, when I started to read this earlier, I was like, "What are you making? Why? Why is this a thing?" And I, and I want to clarify because uh, so this was a part of a push for Marvel. And DC was doing a similar thing called Bloodlines. They were all pushing new, like hot. 90s hip edgy characters like Terax and Jack of Hearts. 
Yeah. Jack of Hearts is cool. Fuck you. Uh, so <laughs> so like, this is Ron Mars and Joe Phillips. The only reason why I want to mention it is because this is in the middle of Ron Mars' Silver Surfer run, and he's the one who started to set the stage for Starlin to come back and bring Thanos back from the dead and set up Infinity Gauntlet. We, so also, this is wrote, like, we also read his Green Lantern. He was the guy who wrote uh, Kyle Rayner. Yeah, so he wrote Emerald mm-hmm. Twilight and the Kyle Rayner stuff. So yeah, Ron Mars is, this is like, even though this issue doesn't factor in, this is like part of a quintessential yeah. era of Ron Mars's career. But, but just to quickly uh, uh, finish, sure. that, uh, <laughs> finish the mention about uh, this push. Legacy is the only character out of like 99 that actually <laughs> survived. Like every other character disappeared like by the next year. So this is the only character that stuck around. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. All right, so it begins with the spaceship. It's the Kree, and they're looking for someone. There's actually, it's, it's was it Ronin the Accuser? Yeah, so yeah. he was, a, he was a bad yet. guy in, in Guardians oh, yeah, of the Galaxy, yeah. the guy with the hammer, the bad guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so, Lee Pace, his best performance, right, guys? Yeah. He's coming back for Captain Marvel the movies. Maybe he'll be better there. Oh, He's shit. looking for someone, and then we have this, like, pale elf outlaw giving this woman who, who later is revealed to be Elysius. Yeah, uh, Captain yeah. Marvel's oh. wife from Death of uh, yeah, Marvel. Yeah, he, he gives her the bracelets. And then it cuts like the Captain Marvel's the, yeah. yeah. And then it cuts to like your very typical classic like alien space station where everyone says Peregrils ain't a ain't a pair of mercs. L- Lobo will feel right at home in this place. Yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> a triple breasted woman. And uh, we have this young kid who's playing cards against these like shock it's troopers. Gambit. Like... Gambit's playing cards. Gambit with white hair is playing cards like against aliens. Yeah, and of course he's been using a hollow projector to like project his cards, and he's been cheating. So he tries to get out of there, and then they find him, and then they all just start beating the shit out of him. They're about to gank him with a knife. And then uh, Silver Surfer shows up, and he's just like, "Stop it!" And they pull a gun on him. And tell him to get some clothes. You don't even know who Silver Surfer is. You know Silver Surfer was like this annihilator of planets. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then Silver Surfer just blasts them. And he's like, hey, I was looking for you, young uh, white-haired gambit. And you need to come with me. Because your, your mom... He's like, what are you, my mom? And he's yeah. like, I work for her. Yeah. No, he says, no, I am simply her messenger. Yeah, that's so stupid. And yeah, he flies him back to the planet, and the mom's like, I got a secret to tell you. And he's like, what? And he starts railing on about, like, how... No, beforehand, he... he does exposit. He's like, why? Does it have something to do with my dad, Eros, yeah. uh, Star Fox of Titan? <laughs> Son of Mentor and brother of Thanos, my dad. Well, he's definitely Most people haven't read uh, definitely Captain Marvel at this point. Like, it's very hard to go back and read issues back in the 90s. So they yeah. have to explain all this, because no one will know what this fucking character is or what his backstory is. Sure. But, we mentioned last time that Elysius was, uh, like Captain Marvel told Star Fox, a.k.a. Eros, please take care of Elysius for me. And now this guy's saying, oh, my dad, Eros. Is, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, so he comes back here and she's like, I have something to tell you. His name is Genus, and she refers to him as, like, Jenny. <laughs> yeah. But your dad is actually Captain Marvel. I was so lonely that after he died, I went to the computer and took some of the DNA samples and basically fertilized myself with them. Yeah. And then there's a weird-ass page where she's like, and, you know, your dad, when he died, he told Eros that to take care yeah. of me. So, like, he's always there for me. But there's a page of her pregnant. It's like a half a page spread of her pregnant with a really creepy, smiling Star Fox <laughs> rubbing her belly while he's 
he's on his knees? Yeah, it's yeah. the facial expressions. Though, right? In this one and the next one, the facial expressions are so Can't weird. Can't let yeah. you do that, Star Fox. <laughs> and, and we never kind of have Star Fox looks like. He looks like a, a fucking devil. Like, red. It's just, like, yeah, he's like he a... He looks like James McCloud in F-Zero. So, and then uh, he gets born, and then because you can't just have, like, a 22-year-old kid running around when it's only been three years after he died, they... Oh, oh well, that's what the editorial decision was for. The, the writers were like, we can't have a baby Captain Marvel, and we can't have him age nor actually, because comics characters never age. Mm-hmm. So we have to make up this bullshit explanation where he was artificially aged to protect him from Captain Marvel's uh, enemies. Yeah, and he was given fake memories, so he'd never question it. I don't think that science is as much bullshit since she got his DNA from a computer. <laughs> like I was like, okay, they could have artificially. It's just, him, what, uh, it's just But they have like it's like it's like it's like because uh, they do explain like the living computer was like trying some study. He like they got like a mapping of Captain. <laughs> Ryan, why even have her be pregnant? Why can't you just put the two the the two DNAs That's together true. and then That's true. put there out a fully psych- formed Captain psycho- Marvel? There might be a psychological thing that she wanted to. Experience. And then there's there's no then you don't that's, no, Star Fox doesn't get to like rub the pregnant belly that he loves <laughs> yeah. so much. She needed that. That's what she's looking forward to. Poor Phil. So she gives him the box and she's like, "Here, I don't like." You have the choice now whether or not you want to be Captain Marvel. I'm a woman, so I can't be Captain Marvel. You, man, white man, have to be Captain Marvel. Yeah, only men wear nega pants. <laughs> so then, so, Silver Surfer. I think so. Was true. I think no. Only there's a female nega band wet wearer. There's yeah, no, when Quasar in Annihilation Conquest, but that doesn't so, matter. Really. So, so Quasar, who is the oh Quasar? It doesn't right. matter right no, now. No, but it doesn't matter because Quasar is the. Fifth, no, fourth Captain Marvel. <laughs> cool. Okay. So Silver Surfer's standing outside, and he gets ambushed by Ronan. And, uh, well, this is going on. Like, Ronan breaks through the door as Genus is trying to think about whether or not to be Captain Marvel. And then he, he like, hollow projects a fake Captain Marvel at him to take him off guard because he grabbed his... Mom. I thought that was a clever uh, twist because uh, he pretends I'm going give to it, give, it, give it to you, but then she's out. It's a hologram because they set it up with the hologram before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is- like, yeah, as long as you like seed in earlier the, the yeah, mechanism. I thought that was good. So yeah. then he puts on the Negabands and it's like, yeah, his legacy lives on. You get a big him like standing up with big choom in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you forgot uh, this. Pizza Hut pizza with all the extras <laughs> X-Men had. Yes. Where, where Wolverine says, we're not talking anchovies, bub. <laughs> Kids Pizza Pack, two ninety nine. Man, I've slot. never in my life wanted to go and like get a deal so badly. You get fucking comic books or fucking Matt, fucking... Uh, it's fucking awesome. Genius fights. <laughs> As I saw this, I'm like, this is Sly's dream. He's crying that he can't be there. Right <laughs> Genius fights Ronan, but Ronan beats him up and smacks it with his hammer and is about to kill him. And Did then, you explain why Ronan's after him? It's because he... The Negabans. He wants the Negabans. Yeah, well, he yeah. also says that your father was a traitor, so I will punish you in a way that... But you, he, he wants the Negabans to bring the Kree back to life. Yeah, yeah he, he, he yeah, wants to be Captain Marvel. Like He, wants he ran into this kid, and he's like, oh, great, I can kill yeah, him. Yeah, now I can kill this traitor's dad. This yeah. is great. Ronan's like, everybody else gets to be Captain Marvel. Why can't I be Captain yeah. Marvel? Yeah, why, then, why does everyone find this rare ancient Kree weapon <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, but I can't? Why am yeah, I How come the Kree don't get this, guys? Uh, sorry, he is Cree. He's half Cree, you dickhead. So. Yeah. <laughs> so Silver Surfer comes up behind him and zaps him, and then Ronan's like, "I'm teleporting away because villains can't die in our stories." <laughs> and, and Captain, we gotta Marvel's be right. Like, we gotta be back for Guardians of the Galaxy later. Bye, guys. Yeah. yeah. And then Genus slash Legacy is like, uh, "I have to go be Captain Marvel and find my own way," and he flies away. 
and then cries at his dad's grave and it's like i will be a worthy successor to the legacy of captain marvel and that's where that issue and says and and thanks and respect to starlin so he first he was just legacy for a while but then they're like, no, he has to be Captain Marvel for real. So they gave him <laughs> his own series by... This is, like, they were bring it up that Monica was still Captain Marvel on this time. And uh, Fabian Chiesa is the writer. Uh, he's actually... The worst writing we've ever read. <laughs> it's funny because Nicheza is actually a pretty good writer. Uh, yeah. He's one, yeah. Of few, he's one of the few reasons why people give a shit about Deadpool. Like, he was the one who, like, really kept uh, that character alive. Like, he's a very I'm saying 90s... here, I'm like, this makes sense. It would make sense for this guy to write Deadpool. You've got to be busting my bajoobies. Yeah, so, Nicheza <laughs> is one of the most 90s writers ever. But the thing is, he actually does have character moments in his works. I like Nicheza a lot. I would not judge his style based on this issue. Yes, this is not a good example. Like, is this it is, okay to this, judge this, the this, penciler, Ed Bennis? Yeah, so he's very 90s. <laughs> but but uh, to back up what Ryan said, this series only lasted five whole issues. <laughs> and it didn't get to finish. This, this story was never finished. It I think never it was got six to issues. Is it six issues? Whatever. Because spoilers, I was looking at some of the other All right. issues. All right, so six issues, this story never, ever gets resolved, ever. <laughs> yeah. So the only thing I want to point out, the cover is like with a big, like ghostly, ca- the original Captain Marvel standing in the background while his son pours, I think it's a beer out on it his is. grave. Yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah. It's, he's it's like, literally pour, out pouring out a forty for his dead homie. That's what he said <laughs> yeah. later on, pretty much. Yeah, but it does. It is a very thick white liquid that's coming out of his can. <laughs> So I was yeah. just like, great, I get to watch this guy pour fucking cum all over his dad's grave. So, Let's do this. So, <laughs> this is called, why is the sky blue? And other questions kids ask their parents. Ugh. And it starts with Rick Jones getting punched in the face. Always by Legacy. Good start. Good start. By Legacy or Genius if you're his bud. And this has been, this is repeated in every other, like, issue that I saw. Is when <laughs> Genius is like, look, it's, it's Genius or Legacy or Genius if you're his bud. And he he's mad because uh, Rick Jones sandwiched him, as in he. Sand- no, he says he, he says you sandwiched me, but Rick Jones means Rick Jones says I think you mean you I sandbagged you. So he had he, he had uh, uh, Janice show up on his talk show, and like Rick Jones is kind of a piece of shit in this episode. It's this yeah. issue. He's just like all I care about is ratings, and me and my wife are trying to get he hot is ratings for a huge. Art. I was waiting for the, like the the turn where he's like he did it for a heroic reason, and no, he's a piece of shit. The whole <laughs> issue. <laughs> Yeah, he's just a dick. Like, uh, Genesis yeah. is a sympathetic one in this scenario. Yeah, he, he came to get his help because he's, he's tr- like, Legacy's trying to find his way in this, which is why he went to Rick Jones since he knew his dad and everything. Yeah, so this year before this, he got, uh, he got framed for, like, the murder of, like, an entire Shi'ar uh, ship. And, like, he's he, like he's on the run trying to clear his name. He goes to Mentor. Mentor's, like, trying to have plausible deniability. But he does, like, uh, guide. He, he does help him at the, in the end. And he does uh, tell him to go meet Rick Jones because Rick Jones knows his father the best. And oh, my God. Know- I forgot that they have a section where he goes and meets Moondragon. And then Moondragon's yeah, like, I loved your father. Uh, there's a just, lot going on in this. There's a lot going on. <laughs> so Moondragon is Drax's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. And also... I don't think it was canon yet, but uh, the, the right, next writer of Janice makes this canon. She's a lesbian, so it's funny to think. <laughs> it's funny to have her saying it the whole time. I yeah, her. I only know like her I, her very early stuff where she's basically asexual, and then her later stuff where she's dating Quasar, the fifth Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! And the dialogue through this whole thing 
until Heather came here. I mean, Moondragon, I had no one to talk to, says the mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom, are your lobes connected? I mean, hers aren't. <laughs> Moondragon's catatonic. It's so terrible. And then you turn the page, and it's just like, <laughs> obviously a huge exposition page with a threatening <laughs> amount of word bubbles. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. But by the way, while, while, we're, while we're mentioning ads... They have an ad for Iron Man around this time, and this is like just before they turn Iron Man into into his teen uh, self from the past. This is like oh right around the time. This was a, guys, yeah. So as I mentioned, you didn't let me. You didn't let me finish the yeah, yeah. Okay, that wasn't it. Because Moon Dragon tell tell like telepathically you know, communicates with him, yeah. and she's like, "My mind is alert, young man." And he goes, "Whoa, brain massage." Body off, brain on, just the opposite of everyone else here. Yeah, oh archive God. files say you and dad were pretty tight. And then he refers to the archive later as the Kive. <laughs> <laughs> this was the worst. Excellent. This was Marvel's worst era, but like a, like a long shot. This was yeah. around when they go. They were both going bankrupt around this time. This is when they were going bankrupt. Yeah. Oh, good. I wish they fucking died here. <laughs> and this. So he goes to the spot where his dad died at, where he got poisoned after Nitro was like, blowing himself up all the time. <laughs> it's just, so this is where you fought Nitro and got nailed by that compound 13 nerve gas, huh? Was it worth it, Dad? I mean, dying to stop some cravat who, is, who makes pop-uppins look groovy by comparison. <laughs> I want to die reading God, this. Is, is I, one thing I love, I have a flashback to when he came to Rick Jones asking for help. And yeah. every fucking panel, they keep fucking up uh, which one's Rick Jones, which one's Legacy. Because they have the same yeah, exact hairstyle. Yeah, weird because Rick Jones has brown hair and Legacy has blonde hair. And I, they keep having, like, Legacy making jokes at Legacy's expense. And I'm like, no, what? That's so weird. And they're just talking about, like, since he's three years old that he missed what was like being having 70s shows and easy bake ovens. And this is where I was like, when you're like, this guy wrote Deadpool, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> You miss nervous dates holding an elbow in a movie theater and thinking you made it to second base. Not that that ever happened to me. <laughs> no, he goes, no, it's okay. I have memories, too. My dad playing hobjot with me till the artificial sun in- inside Titan went down. Yeah. My mom burning the Premier on Kronos Day. <laughs> uh, Uncle Ross teaching me how to kiss by making me practice on my pet turtog. <laughs> well, I was just dissing that she has, uh, who is a good writer. Uh, we show, I should also mention that he was one of the comics who was writing around the same time had a character called Night Thrasher, who is Batman if he rode a, a skateboard. Uh, <laughs> it's like, this is, don't lie to me, this is not a good writer. No, he is. I, 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 now we have he to is. redeem it, because he is actually a really good writer. Like, he, like, people, <laughs> no, like, we have to redeem it. But like, like, so it's like, God damn it, now we gotta read more. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna forget. I'm not, like this is a bad comic. Like this is yeah. not a guy. But like, it's it's funny because he is so steeped in such a shitty era. But he actually, <laughs> if you read him over time, he does have good character moments. It's just not shown here at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then he goes on. Uh, Legacy goes on Rick Jones's television show, and they have on this this guy. This like guy from one of the other comics. Uh, what is he? A tribite. <laughs> He's like, oh, I used to kill, I was here to kill all of humanity, but Captain Marvel beat yeah. me, but he was nice about it. Yeah. Ha ha ha, going but, back to maximum security prison. I'm like, what Yeah, and he's fuck? like, remember when he took you down with a sweep kick to your knees? And he's like, how could he have known that that's where a Tribite's bajoobies are? Yes, yeah, so, so all that becomes like a spectacle, like Rick Jones make a joke out of it. And, yeah, um, Monica, Monica calls in. He makes fun of him for like killing 2,000 people or whatever. Yeah, Rick Jones like make fun of the Shi'ar thing, and like he, yeah. he calls him a... Genesis? Oh, uh, yeah. sorry how I said it earlier. I hope it doesn't get us bleeped, huh? 
Yeah, I was. I thought I spent way too b- fucking long trying to figure out what dirty it's words. Genus, sounds like. penis. Oh, oh. genus. Ah, That's good. See, or genus or genus. <laughs> okay, genus. Very good. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Monica calls in real quick and and goes like, "Have you ever heard of uh, Captain Marvel from New Orleans?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the most of that scene. That's a very obscure character. I don't think anyone heard of her. And then all. and then Who's like there's this guy. There's with a the, side, is this There's a side plot going on with Eric the Red, who I think okay. he's like an X Men villain, right? So Eric the Red is an X Men villain, and I, I'll, I'll explain this really quickly because <laughs> God damn it, you have to know the whole context of Adam X the oh. Extreme. You don't. <laughs> Adam so X the Extreme. As soon as we got to this page, I was like, "This is who we should be reading." Why are we wasting our time? <laughs> so Adam X the Extreme. He has a baseball cap backwards. Uh, a mix between long hair, like Kurt Cobain hair, and dreadlocks. Dreadlocks! And he has spikes over his costume. He was uh, supposed to be Nichezza's attempt to be Cyclops' third brother. No one bought it. No one wrote about this character. Nichezza put him in every book he wrote. No one picked up on it. Everyone's like, nope, 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 nope. So, his power is when he cuts you, a blood burn. Makes your blood burn. And then he, every time he cuts you, so he always has all these knives and cuts people open. And he says, burn, as he puts into flames. Burn to the burn to the burn to the ground. That's a pretty cool power. Uh, oh my god, Phil's death is like two moments. I'm, I'm going to defend this guy. Uh, it's much cooler power than most other people who just fly around and shoot beams. That's true. And he it's kills it's with extreme prejudice. Yeah, it's Eric Red tells him to kill with extreme prejudice. So, so I was going to uh, do this issue where they fight, but all they do is fight, so it wasn't worth it. But I did want to bring up Adam X the Extreme because he is worth talking about. Uh, he is so I like I love his design because it is a '90s ass design. His it is dreadlocks so have little like X Men like tassels <laughs> yeah, on them. Yeah. Oh yeah, when yeah. he says you have to kill uh, Janice, you have to kill him with extreme prejudice. We've already said this like 20 times. <laughs> Three times. Yeah. Phil, do I'm you want to give your go? I missed it. I missed it. I was so wrapped up in explaining. I would have you kill the son of Marvel with extreme prejudice. Uh, Sorry, I, my inflection oh, was wrong. Man. With extreme prejudice. So, okay, the final scene. The yeah. issue ends, I, I, God, I hate this because he's sitting down and he's eating some kind of wafer and he says, these things Oreos. taste like nothing more than sugar and reached wheat, flour, p- partially hydrated soybean oil, hydrogenous corn syrup, and lec- hydrogenous. <laughs> Let's see the- and it's, it's just one of those things in this world. I thought Calculex was bad or whatever. Yeah, it's just oh one of those God. things where I know I can see the writer right now holding it like sideways and looking at the ingredients as he's writing the script. <laughs> and then he like... throws it to like a small dog and then it explodes. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Ex- it doesn't explode. He punches a tree because he's so angry because he. Oh, I thought he exploded the tree. <laughs> yeah, he does blow up the tree. He does. So before we wrap up this issue. This does touch on the aspect of Genesis I think makes him a good character. Very Fuck briefly, at Fuck the end, you. he gets pissed off saying, I can't be you. I always knew that, Dad. And more and more, I'm realizing that being me just isn't good enough. And it ends with him pouring out a 40 for his homie, his dead dad. Yeah, I was in the city called Los Angeles, Dad. They have these things called gangs. Kids oh kill each other. God. And you know, when one falls in battle, the family, in quotes, pours a beer over the spot where their comrade was slain. Well, you're my family. And this is technically where you were in Guild. So, so goodbye, Dad. And he pours out one for his homie. It says, yeah. I hope that I'm trying the best I can. Uh, also, what a fucking hero. He leaves all the trash and the empty cans on the grave. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not perfect. All right, so let's do a final recap of each issue. So what, what are your thoughts <laughs> on uh, Miss Marvel uh, number one? Skip it. it. Get out of here. 
Garbage. You're yeah. wasting my time. I'm very, sorry. It's very like, standard. Uh, the only unique bent is the feminist angle. Uh, yeah, it's a very yeah. traditional comic yeah. otherwise. Yeah, I need to specify yeah. it's like that. It's like I'm not hating it because I'm like, oh, there's a woman character of a man thing. But it's just like she doesn't do enough things that make her kind of like stand out as a, it's as so a character. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> also, they're giving her Spider-Man supporting cast, Spider-Man villains. It's like it just doesn't work. It's yeah. so half-assed. The first appearance of Monica Rambeau. Final thoughts? Boring. Oh, so it's just too long. Like yeah, I too like long. Roger Stern Spider-Man a lot, but I don't think it's paced properly. I it's like Monica's filler. character, but it just it should See, be half the length. I like I like the idea of Monica's character, but a lot of times there's so many characters like because we read so many comics, all a lot, how a lot of these characters act and are get kind of just like blur together. It's like generic nice person, like or yeah. generic hero, I should say. And that's the thing is like Monica. I never felt where I was like. I feel her life, or she's explaining to me her life. She was just kind of like there as a vehicle for all these other things to talk about yeah, their lives. Definitely. Yes, she never, she, she uh, like it never really came together. Um, mm-hmm. So um, the Captain Marvel fights uh, skinhead issue. I thought it was great. I really loved that issue. Everyone yeah. else starts. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, the the ending like magical not topical thing yeah but it, the me, reason why but... I forgive it for that is because it doesn't when they beat the villain it doesn't just like everyone's good now yes the guy's still racist. whereas I would be like I I still have like some faults with it here and there but you know it's better than I expected it to be yeah 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 my problems would have are to give the skin sons of serpent uh better costumes first of all the name should make more sense. Uh, and skin that should not turn into a news monster. If you're gonna make him a news monster, he should seem intimidating in some way. He looks like fucking Ditto from Pokemon or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's got red eyes though. That's always scary. <laughs> but I do. I, I, there's like there's like a touch on uh, the touching on social issues uh, is better than it's done in most of the comics we've done so yeah, far. Yeah, definitely touch on this. Uh, first issue with Silver Surfer. Ah, oh, skip it. Don't need it's... it. Boring. <laughs> it's okay. I liked yeah. it better than this one. I think it's better than your right to be. Like I said, it has some clever switch. Like the hologram I, thing is. Actually... I kind of just hate really predictable origin stories at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's too I predictable. Yeah, it's very. Once you see a lot of these things, a dime a dozen. Uh, what's your yeah, where for? it's like Genus is like, why'd you call me back, mom? Is it talking about my dad, Star Fox? It's like yeah, that's not your dad, and he's gonna. <laughs> yeah, that that's was, from... yeah, pretty boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the final issue, what's two thousand? That one is the best one. Garbage. <laughs> So bad. It, it's so it's, bad. It's good. I might. Yeah. That, that, yeah. It to was. Me, this it one, was fun. To talk uh, the writing in this one was like. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And that <laughs> was good. Yeah. I I I think Legacy is my least favorite Marvel person so far. We'll see next week if you feel that way. Uh, but I agree with Daryl so far. Yeah. Good. So, I, I'm. I, I can't wa- wait. God damn! You guys are gonna be so fucking uh, <laughs> next issue. Okay. Do it. Marvel's Do my it. favorite only because he died and had a good death. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point too. <laughs> Marvel's the only one that had uh, Genesis is the only one that had the like had the title and actually was an interesting character while having the title. So sure. what I would say is like even though Monica's my favorite character for other reasons and I like Carol for other reasons based just on what we've read, Marvel is easily the best. So uh, prepare for me to be proven wrong and you guys all hate my. my, my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think I'll, I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised by what's coming up next though because it's not what this issue sets up at all. Good. But uh, that's it for this episode. Okay. Cool. So, very quickly, I know we went kind of long. I just want to briefly mention uh, the Flying Machine Network. Everyone should listen to the new Stranger Still episode. And because Election Day came and went. And uh, I didn't quit these podcasts, so it went okay. <laughs> and the uh, they did an episode on the Electoral College. 
Should we keep it? Should we abolish it? And everyone should listen to that and all the other shows at the flyingmachine.network website. And while you're there, you could donate to the Patreon. Got some new episodes up. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before because we banked a bunch of episodes before my wedding. But uh, we had some new Patreon backers. Joe Ciano, King of Kings. The greatest man. I think I thanked him already. But you know what? He more than deserves a second one. And David also backed us on hey, Patreon. Hey, thanks, so thank David. thank you so much, David. And he said he did it just so he could hear us rip apart Heroes in Crisis. So I hope you're ready for the next time we do a Patreon episode oh on it. Because, boy, did I hate the second it's, issue. It's gonna four, four months of Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> but, yeah, so if people don't know, we're alternating bonus episodes where Heroes in Crisis was the last time. Then we're going to do a fun one-off this time. And then two episodes of Heroes in Crisis next month. Yeah. So, yeah, jump in now. It's a great time to donate to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Flying Machine. Yeah, the bonus episodes are actually the ones where we have the most fun, I would argue. Yes. We're all laughing a lot during it. I would agree. All right, so thank you all for listening to Vice of Issues. I've been creepily following a black cop from Louisiana. <laughs> I've been just asking to be mugged in this city filled with superheroes. I've been terminating Ryan with extreme <laughs> prejudice. And I've been terminating Ryan with extreme <laughs> prejudice. You've got to be busting my bajoobies. <laughs> Thank God, Moody. Stay bajoobies. I give you the incredible flying machine. Uh, do you guys want to skip the last issue? It's pretty stupid. I feel like we could go through but it. But Rick Jones is in it. <laughs> yeah. No, let's Adam, do it. Adam X.